Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode here on the 5571 Podcast. My name is Danny, and for those that are listening to the podcast for the first time, welcome. This is a podcast all about news, what's happening and what's new at the Disneyland Resort and other Southern California theme parks. And I also wanted to call out that this is actually episode number 50, if you can believe that or not. So essentially, we've almost been doing the podcast for a full year um, with very little breaks here and there. It's typically every single week for the most part with, I think, one or two exceptions. Um, But, you know, it's been quite a journey, uh, 50 episodes later, and I'm still uh, loving doing it. I love coming to talk to you guys, coming to share and discuss a little bit more than I can sometimes in the YouTube videos, um, because a lot of times when you have a YouTube video, right, you need... um, If you're going to go on tangents anyway, which sometimes I like to do, you need like all the footage to back up everything you're talking about. And sometimes you just need to be a little bit more concise to get to the point because YouTube people don't have all that much, you know, uh, attention span. (laughs) I couldn't think of the word. So you kind of have to get to the point sometimes and make the video um, get exactly what it is you're trying to get across in that moment. So with the podcast, I can go on a little tangents more. So, um, people usually put it on in the background, listening on a drive. So they like the longer episodes, you know, the 30, 45 minute episode length, so they can, uh, take it in during their work on their commute. But I wanted to thank everyone for those that do share with me that they like the podcast. I see all the comments, whether it's on Instagram DMs, um, the ones that have sent me questions through email or comments through email. I really appreciate it. Um, so I definitely see them all. Um, like I mentioned, fifty num- episode number 50. It's crazy to think it's been that long. So Um, but if you are subscribed, I want to thank you again for coming back and tuning in every single time. And if you aren't subscribed and you just came across this podcast, you can definitely follow the podcast, subscribe, whatever on all the different platforms that you're listening on, um, whether it's Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, YouTube music podcasts, etc. Um, definitely, um, hit that subscriber follow button to be, you know, following us. Um, as we continue on the podcast, there's a lot more stuff coming. Going to be talking about my experience at the Knott's Berry Farm or Knott's Scary Farm announcement event this week. Um, so you can look forward to that next week's episode. We're going to have a huge section talking all about everything that was announced from Knott's Berry Farm's announcement event, which is coming this Thursday. So after you're listening to this podcast, it's going to be happening later in the week. So first up for the news this week, I wanted to talk about something, obviously, it's a little bit fresh for a lot of us, and that was Hurricane or Tropical Storm Hillary, right? It did affect a lot of Southern California theme parks, um, you know, with weather and closures and stuff like that. So we did get closures, full closures from Six Flags Magic Mountain, um, SeaWorld San Diego, um, Knott's Berry Farm, and even some extended closures from places like Knott's or um, Six Flags Magic Mountain. Disneyland did comment on it and did say that they were monitoring the situation. They adjusted their hours from closing at midnight instead to 10 p.m. Um, but other than that, there wasn't really that big of a change. Um, the weather did keep a lot of people away during the day. Um, we saw waits most of the day that were walk-on or just five minutes. So. Definitely um, a good visit for the guests that were actually there. Although since the weather was inclement, right, there's a lot of rides that aren't open. Radiator Springs Racers, sometimes the Matterhorn Bobsleds, um, like the Alice in Wonderland attraction, the Mad Tea Party, stuff like that. Um, A lot of attractions do find themselves closing in severe weather and harder rainfall. So not only um, were a lot of rides closed, 
Um, but you know, the park did close a little bit earlier. So, um, no damage reported at any of the theme parks. Glad everyone was safe that the storm kind of took a different direction and kind of avoided, uh, doing some serious damage to any of the resort theme parks and, um, keeping all the people that were there safe, including the cast members and the guests. Um, but, um, just wanted to throw that out there. There was obviously, the tropical storm coming. Um, a lot of people thought maybe Disneyland might close, didn't end up closing. Um, and it doesn't, there was not any damage reported at the Disneyland resort. Heading over now to Disneyland Park specifically, some big news that dropped over since the last time we had the podcast episode was that we finally got an official opening date for Tiana's Palace Restaurant. We speculated a lot about it on this podcast. It's going to be opening on September 7th, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some soft opening of this restaurant earlier. Obviously, we'll probably see a lot of cast members testing it out before guests actually can, but on those same days, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, you know, cast starting off the day and then the restaurant just opening for the public afterward. Now, this is a quick service restaurant. You're not going to find reservations for this restaurant on the Disneyland app because it doesn't have any. It's just a quick service restaurant. So you're going to wait in line, place your order at the register, and then pick up your food. Or you're going to wait in line, go through the kind of cafeteria style like Plaza Inn rather, and then pay for your food. So, um, and there is a mobile order window for this location as well which Disney did highlight in their announcement of the opening date. Um, They did also say that we would be reopening the Mint Julep Bar as well, where you can also get beignets. So um, September 7th, which is also conveniently the first day of Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios Hollywood. Now, Disney loves to sort of steal the thunder sometimes from some announcements and events from both Knott's Bray Farm and Universal Studios Hollywood. They love to be kind of the focus of all the attention of different media guests. And being that that's the opening night of Halloween Horror Nights, a lot of the guests that would normally cover, or I guess content creators and and news outlets that would normally cover Halloween Horror Nights um, are also going to be covering now Tiana's Palace Restaurant. So you're going to see probably a pretty weird feed that day on all of your social media platforms that, uh, with, you know, all your content creators showing content from Tiana's palace that morning. Um, and then that evening showing content from Halloween horror nights at universal studios, Hollywood. So, um, Disney unfortunately didn't share anything just yet about Tiana's palace restaurant and the food that's coming to it. They did say that it was pay homage to the feel of the movie and also the the feel of New Orleans and Disney also said that they would try to locally source some food items or food ingredients from Louisiana and specifically New Orleans. So um, they have been getting very deep into the culture of New Orleans, not only for the redo of this restaurant, but also for the redo of Splash Mountain into Tiana's Bayou Adventure. And when they were redoing uh, Eudora's Chic Boutique um uh, you know, from the previous store that it was. So they've done a lot of research. They've been spending a lot of time in, in New Orleans to really get a lot of these things right. Um, and it's going to be interesting. I, I was always curious to see what kind of food would be coming here. Obviously, we know that um, Tiana's dad's jambalaya or gumbo has to um, actually make it to this restaurant because, you know, it's part of the thematic storytelling of the movie. Um, so I'm sure that'll be there or at least some form of it. Um, But what other items could we expect to see? 
Um, you know, this week is the announcement event for Knott's Berry Farm, uh, their Scary Farm event, where they're announcing all the new mazes and basically more details about the Knott's Scary Farm event in and of itself for the whole season. And that's happening on Thursday. So I can imagine that um, definitely the other theme parks, aka Universal and Disney, aren't going to want to share the spotlight with Knott's Berry Farm. So they're going to announce some things that day to sort of take the attention away. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw um, some some of the stuff come out for Tiana's Palace Restaurant this week on Thursday, and then also maybe some additional details for Halloween Horror Nights. But wanted to talk about that because we've been talking so much about Tiana's Palace Restaurant. And of course, I will be there that day on opening day. I'm going to try to go and do both. I'm going to do Universal Studios Hollywood that evening and then in the morning beforehand go to Tiana's Palace Restaurant so I can share my details and thoughts with you guys on the podcast the following week. So um, stay tuned for that. I'm excited to you know take it all in the details inside the restaurant, outside, and what the food's like. But speaking of food announcements, we did get a couple food announcements from Disneyland, starting off first with the all-new foodie guide for Halloween time at the Design Resort. And if you haven't taken a look at this yet, I'm going to go ahead and link it in the show notes so you can check it all out, see all the beautiful photos, um, and then start making your list for all the food that's going to be available starting mostly October, or excuse me, August 29th. So this month, starting even just before um, the Halloween time on September 1st, um, and going through November 9th. So quite a bit for some of the options um, and some of them starting September 1st. So there's a few there, but if you look at the guide, it'll actually break it down for you in like a little parentheses around each one when it's going to be available. Um, And if also too, if you check out, I think Disneyland's also updated the different menus um, on the Disneyland app for the different restaurants that have all these. So if you look at menus and updated things, you'll probably see like a new seasonal section that lists the dates for specific things that are coming out um, for Halloween time. But I definitely wanted to give a huge shout out to the creative or culinary teams at the Design Resort. I really feel like this is a great winner this year, this foodie guide. There's a lot of awesome, really creative options for Halloween time. It's reminding me back of the good days from 2018 and 19, where they had just some really awesome creative details for Halloween time in their foodie guide back then. Now, of course, there are some repeats from previous years. Um, you know, those fan favorites, but there's some really great new options too. Some awesome call outs look like um, a brand new um, ice cream sundae over at the Gibson Girl um, location on Main Street. Uh, there's also some really good looking options over at the Hungry Bear restaurant, um, which for those are going to be starting as soon as August 29th. Um, you have a bacon, barbecue bacon cheeseburger, and then red pepper cheese onion rings, um, both of which are featured as pictures in the foodie guide so definitely check those out oh, that's coming to hungry bear restaurant looks really good um think the western bacon cheeseburger from carl's jr that's the vibes i'm getting from um the barbecue burger that they have listed over there at hungry bear and then they also have a brand new tea at hungry bear um for halloween this year it's chai spice pumpkin iced tea which is going to be iced tea, chai tea flavored syrup, pumpkin puree, cream, and pumpkin candy crystals. Um, It's a non-alcoholic drink, and it's available at Hungry Bear with all those other new options we mentioned earlier. So it looks pretty good. looks pretty good. But another option that was looking crazy um, from what I saw and like more creative option 
um, was the brand new spicy chili dog over at the refreshment corner. So Coke Corner, uh, where you get your hot dogs at Disneyland. This is a premium hot dog topped with spicy chili, nacho cheese sauce, a spicy brown mustard, spicy, like it looks like flaming hot Frito chips, um, and then also a fried serrano pepper on top. So this is definitely not for those with weak stomachs. <laughs> it would be causing you some indigestion potentially if you uh, were. So um, it looks pretty awesome though. And it's definitely going back to that creative look of like Halloween time food. Um, other options include um, some, some themed funnel cakes over at Stage Door Cafe. Um, they even went as far this time to do brand new special options just for guests that are doing Tomorrowland Skyline Terrace, which for those that don't know what that is, it's essentially the dessert party um, that you pay for over in Tomorrowland to watch the fireworks at like a table sitting with your party um, on the second floor of the Star Wars launch bay. Um, Now this experience, you know, was always something that you could do more recently. Um, It's not just specific to Halloween time, but it looks like for Halloween time this year, not only have they added some new dessert and drink options for guests that are choosing to do this terrace, um, but they're also adding some new food options, um, both of which looked pretty good. They have a curry royale, which is like spiced fried cauliflower, um, looks really, really good too. And they even have um, what looks like a katsu, like a chicken katsu, but it's like a pork, crispy pork bowl. Um, so that one looked pretty interesting too. Um, these are both really cool food items. I think a lot of people would want to try if they weren't locked into this experience, but it seems like they're only going to be available for this experience, um, which is watching, you know, the Halloween screams fireworks show at the Tomorrowland skyline terrace. So if you're interested in booking this, um, you can just go to Disneyland.com, search, um, Tomorrowland skyline skyline terrace. It's going to take you to the webpage for it. And then there should be an option to like check availability and you're going to book it just like you would any of the other, like, uh, premium experiences for like the the, the viewing for the parade um, during Oogie Boogie Bash and then also like the dessert parties for like World of Color etc you're just going to try to pick the next day that's available to you um, but one thing I did want to look at uh, or highlight specifically were the different churros um, coming this year there's one churro that looked really really good specifically uh, that that I see like f- listed here in a photo, and I just thought this would be kind of a cool option for a churro. Um, obviously, the orange colored churro is not like something that's um, new to you know Halloween time. They had orange colored churros in the past, but they were you know flavored to like pumpkin spice. Um, which, for those that don't know, you know I'm actually like not a really big pumpkin person, uh, so I was never really super into the idea of that churro, um, because I just don't like pumpkin flavored things, but the orange colored churro this time actually is an orange citrus churro. So it's a citrus flavored churro with a citrus cream dipping sauce. So it's like almost like an orange creamsicle vibe. So I thought that actually sounded pretty good. I thought that would like work really well with a churro. So I'm, I'm excited to try that one. I don't necessarily need to try the cream sauce, but I want to try like what the orange churro tastes like. That sounds very intriguing to me. Something that like They've never really done as far as flavor profile. So going to try that one, adding that one to the list of things to try on opening weekend of Halloween. But there's just so many things to talk about. I can't go into all of them, but there's just lots of pictures, lots of really cool items. We didn't even really touch all that much into Disney California Adventure Park 
because that was another thing I wanted to talk about specifically, which is another announcement from Disneyland for essentially a foodie guide in and of itself, but also some special items available over at the Plaza um, de la Familia at the Disneyland Resort. So for those that don't know, the Plaza de la Familia is over um, at Disney California Adventure Park over by where Paradise Garden Grill is. And again, uh, Paradise Garden Grill is just, you know, becoming its own special thing each festival or each special seasonal time at the Design Resort. And uh, this year is no different. They're bringing some great new options for this time specifically um, over at Plaza de la Familia. Um, and it's going to be from September 1st to November 2nd. So a little bit of a different time frame from the other ones we mentioned in the Halloween foodie guide. But they did call out a bunch of new menu items coming to Paradise Garden Grill. Specifically, they're showing some really great pictures of Chili Verde chicken flautas. They've got um, some really great sirloin tacos, a carnitas burrito, which they never had before. Um, chorizo quesadilla, which looks really, really good. And it's also plant-based too. So it's a plant-based chorizo. And um, we all know too that this location has a history of doing some really great plant-based items. So lots of other things too. Of course, they've got elote here, not only here in the traditional sense that you would find in a normal, you know, um, like Mexican street vendor or just like a Mexican restaurant. But if you want the Japanese flair, they've got their own version of a street corn over at Pacific, um, well, Pacific Wharf now, but soon to be San Francisco Square over at uh, Cocina Cucamonga. So two different versions of elote that you can get at Disney California Adventure Park. Um, but lots of just really great items. They've got some cool new cocktails coming to these locations as well as and also a brand new um, popcorn bucket. As I think it's a popcorn bucket or is it a sipper? Um, let me pull it up here real quick. It is, oh, it's a sipper. Yeah. So it's essentially the Coco skull, um, from like the logo of the movie. Um, and, but it's going to be a sipper. So it has going to have the pop-up straw. They're also showing some great new desserts too. Now we've seen, um, specifically all the treats and desserts that Disney California adventure, or excuse me, Disney's grand Californian hotel and spa has done in the lobby for all the different holidays, specifically Christmas, um, doing Halloween again, all, basically they're doing a bunch of different holidays for the Grand Californian these days. So the, the Grand Californian's Great Hall cart, which is that section, that little food stand just off of the lobby adjacent to um, the Hearthstone Lounge, it's going to be doing its thing again from September 1st through November 5th. So definitely make sure, do not forget about this location. So if you're going to the parks for Halloween weekend, opening weekend, opening week, Make sure you visit Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. Just pop right on in from the theme park um, over in Disney California Adventure and go to the lobby of the hotel and try some of these great new um, treats out that are going to be available there. Now, they are going to have the gingerbread cookie, which is a huge popular item at Disneyland Resort. And they're continuing to do this now for a bunch of different holidays just because of how popular it is. So they're going to have that Mickey gingerbread cookie, but this time they're decorating it with like a skull and specifically like a cocoa skull. So it looks pretty cool. It still has the Mickey Mouse shape, but it has a skull on it, like a whole skeleton. So that's really cool. They've got chocolate covered pretzel sticks per usual, some 
Mickey sugar cookies, a little box of macarons, things like that. So lots of different treats to try there um, over at the cart, um, but also some other new things at like um, the Craftsman's Bar and the Grill as well, too. So don't uh, forget to go to Disney California or Disney's Grand Californian Hotel um, when you're visiting Disneyland Resort for Halloween and doing all these different things. So Really cool this time they kind of split up the foodie guide for Plaza de la Familia as well as Halloween time at Design Resort. And like I mentioned, a lot of these special seasonal items, they all have different times of when they're available. So definitely check both of these out. I'm going to link both of them separately in the show notes of this podcast episode. So if you're listening on any one of those platforms that I mentioned earlier in the episode, just Check the notes on the episode specifically where you can kind of like expand it. Um, And I'll have the links in there so you can go directly to both of these. Check them out. Make your lists. Tell, you know, look at what you want to make and purchase when you come visit um, for Halloween time. There's going to be a huge list you're going to want to compile. So a lot of returning favorites. So don't forget those two, but a lot of new ones. And the new ones will be indicated with like a new in parentheses. So you know exactly which ones are brand new for this season. As far as closures going, since we always talk about closures on this podcast to help you guys plan better for your upcoming visits, um, we'll start off first over at Disneyland Park. So right now, we um, at the time of recording this podcast, um, we're going to have Dumbo closed, but it's just for one day. So by the time you actually visit again, Dumbo is probably going to be reopened. So I figured I would just mention that just because it's listed on the refurbishment calendar, um, but it's just a one-day closure. So probably just a little routine maintenance they're doing on this particular attraction. Nothing big. Of course, we've talked about before, but the Disneyland monorail is going to be closed through the 31st. So that's going to be remain closed until the 1st of September when all the Halloween time starts. You're going to see the monorail reopen at that time. Of course, the Haunted Mansion attraction is also closed, which makes total sense because they're transforming the attraction to Haunted Mansion Holiday. Um, And that's going to, of course, reopen on the 1st, which is when Halloween kicks off. Now, I mentioned this before in this podcast, but I'll say it again. Last year, they actually finished the refurbishment or the changeover really fast, and they were able to open the attraction early. So it opened before schedule, before that Halloween time. Now, I'm not sure if they're going to do that same thing this year, but... So, you know, it's safe to definitely assume that if you're sad that, you know, the attraction was going to be closed during your upcoming visit, don't think that it's going to be for sure closed, especially if you're closer to that first. Go check it out. Make sh- Walk over there, see what it's looking like, see if maybe there's an opportunity it might open. Um, it could surprise you. It may not be listed officially on the calendar, but it might just be open. So um, it did happen last year. Of course, it's not a guarantee, but um, if you are there, like I'd say, a few days before it's supposed to open, Definitely go check it out and see if there's maybe you're lucky enough to get um, on the attraction a little bit early if they're able to finish earlier this year. And of course, for Disneyland as well, I also wanted to mention the Wondrous Journeys Fireworks Spectacular, which is specifically for the Disney 100 celebration. It's going to be coming to an end, at least for right now, um, because we're about to launch Halloween Screams Fireworks Show, which starts on September 1st, and then it's going to go right into Believe in Holiday Magic Fireworks Show for the holiday season. So we're probably not going to get back the regular fireworks shows until after the first of the year um, when the the holiday season ends. Um, We don't know specifically anywhere if um, Wondrous Journeys is coming back. The... Um, some other websites that compile their own refurbishment times, they list Wonder Journeys as coming back right away afterwards. So 
it's probably safe to assume that's going to happen, um, but you never know. Everything's always subject to change. So I would imagine if you are super into Wondrous Journeys, you wanted to see it. If you can, you still have 10 days at the time of the recording of this podcast to um, watch the fireworks show one more time before it goes away. So definitely make your way over to Disneyland and uh, plan to stay later so you can watch the fireworks show one last time before it heads on out for the holiday season. And as far as closures, I wanted to, over at Disney California Adventure Park, I wanted to mention the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. So that was actually closed the last time we were talking, but it has since reopened and they added a lot of the infrastructure needed uh, for Villains Grove, which is a part of Oogie Boogie Bash. Um, it's a kind of a spookier walkthrough that's themed to different villains uh, in all the different Disney movies. Um, I walked through it. I had a chance to walk through it this past weekend, um, and it didn't look like there was a lot of changes from what I could see. A lot of the similar placement for different projections. Um, at the back of the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail, they had all the white roses set up, which would mirror the Queen of Hearts section they've had in past years. Um, they also had the lights going up and down the tree for in the forest section of the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. Um, which is usually the lightning segment for the Evil Queen from Snow White. Um, so a lot of the same from what I could see. Um, there wasn't anything that really stood out to me as like, well, this looks totally brand new. But like Disney could totally surprise us with something as far as announcements as we get closer to the first event on September 5th. So for right now, I would say I'm going in with the expectation that it's going to be totally the same as it always has been. Um, but we'll, if we're surprised, we're surprised, right? Villains Grove is still a great addition at Oogie Boogie Bash, but um, it would be nice to see some updates there as we continue now on the events. What is it? We you know started in 2019. We didn't have it in 2020, but we had it in 2021 and 2022. So it's been like three years. This will be the fourth year. So um, not a lot of changes at the event other than just different villains in the outside part. So let's hope Villains Grove can get some changes soon. And then also I wanted to mention as well, it's not necessarily, um, that big of a closure, but it may be for some, and we talked about it already as well. But since Disney announced the brand new store coming to Avengers Campus, um, they're going to be closing the other store, like we talked about, over in Hollywoodland, which is called the Avengers Superstore. It's in that big Stage 17 building. So I just wanted to mention that's also listed as an upcoming closure for Disney California Adventure Park because it's inside the park, right? And it's one of the featured stores currently at this time. Um, so that particular um, location is going to be closing on September 14th. Um, so not too far off from now. Um, and that'll be a permanent closure um, as the you know Avengers merchandise, a lot of the collectibles that they house are going to be available inside Avengers Campus now in that new store that's going to be opening um, sometime late, you know, around the same time, mid-September. Um, so we can expect all those changes to be happening over at Avengers Campus. Uh, so keep an eye on that. But as far as both of those, that really wraps up all the closures and refurbishments going on in both parks. Um, of course, other than big time projects that have been ongoing, like the Adventureland Treehouse, Tiana's Bayou Adventure, um, and then over at Disney California Adventure Park, um, the stuff that they've got going on for San Francisco Square. Which leads me on to the next part, specifically talking about what I saw when I went to Disney California Adventure Park over the weekend over at San Francisco Square. So I saw a lot more detail work getting done, right? They added a bunch more different details on all the different buildings 
basically when you're inside Pacific Wharf now, almost every surface of every building has been tagged with some sort of advertisement, um, artwork, whatever, just like you'd expect like things to find in like different downtown areas of San Francisco or Tokyo, which is what, you know, San Francisco is modeled after. Um, there's so much Japanese writing everywhere. You can almost feel like in one moment when you're standing there, like you stand in that space directly in front of Rita's turbine blenders, which has the big giant fish kite on top of it. And then you look to your right, you see Lucky Fortune Cookery on your, on excuse me, on your left, you see Lucky Fortune Cookery on your right, you see Aunt Cass's Cafe. Um, and then all the different signs are in Japanese. So for that moment there, you just kind of feel like, whoa, I'm in Tokyo Disney or something. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. They have all the new signage now hanging on the Pacific Wharf Cafe's building, but it's all closed. That's going to be the new Aunt Cass's Cafe, but they're all kind of closed off and taped over. Um, so you can't see them just yet. Um... But that'll be opening on the opening day of uh, of San Francisco Square, which is going to be um, August 31st. But we did see like a lot more painting details come through here. The bridge pieces are being installed. At this point, at the time of recording this podcast, we're only 10 days away from the opening. So Disney is running out of time, but they're really wrapping up things. It's looking really good. When I was there last, the gift shop looked like it could open any moment. The meet and greet was basically already done, so it looks really, really good. Um, there's a lot more seating, it looks like. A lot more shade for the seating, too. And I really like how they did the cerveceria for the beer. It looks like it always should have been that way, um, and I think that's always the best when a redo for something looks like that's the way it always should have been. Um, it looks great. You know, it looks a lot better than it did as a beer cart. But that wraps up what's new and what's happening over at the Design Resort. Not a lot of news. It's a little bit of a slower news week because we're getting closer to bigger grand reveals, bigger grand openings for different things. Um, so I wanted to transition the podcast episode now over to Knott's Berry Farm since they've got a big announcement this week with the upcoming Knott's Scary Farm announcement event. Now, Pre-shutdown, pre-pandemic, Knott's Berry Farm did these amazing announcement events for Knott's Scary Farm. They held them in their theater, and they always announced whatever the new mazes were going to be that particular year, you know, followed by some sort of big performance piece that was themed specifically to the storyline of that maze. But they also spent a bunch of time going into the depth of the storytelling for each of them, the mazes that they were announcing that year. You know, Knott's Berry Farm, of course, all of the um, the mazes that they do and, and storylines that they come up with are all original. There's no movie or franchise that they go off of, like, um, you know, the Disney, you know, Halloween events. And then, of course, the Halloween Horror Nights events that are all themed to different movies. This is going to be specifically custom stories from Knott's Berry Farm. It may have to do with the lore of the Scary Farm event itself, since it does have its own lore, its own history. Um, but they usually spend a lot of time at these announcement events, going into the detail with it. They bring out the creatives to talk about the creative process and the costume selection and the theming and all that stuff. It's really a great time, but it's something that they paused during the pandemic, of course, since no one could gather inside a theater. Um, and then they didn't continue it last year either. So some of us thought, hey, is this ever going to come back? This is such a great thing for Not Scary Farm. And for the 50th, man, they surely have to bring it back. Because for those that don't know, this is the 50th year of Not Scary Farm. So 
it's a big year for Not Scary Farm, and they plan to go really all out with a lot of their, you know, event decor, merchandise, all that kind of stuff, since it is an iconic year. Um, so we thought, hey, are they going to bring back the announcement event? Well, sure enough, Knott's did say that they're going to bring it back, but they're doing it different this year. They're doing it inside the park, not in a theater, just out in the open over at the Calico Mine Stage. Um, and they're going to make it a little bit of like a paid event. So some rides and attractions will be available. They'll have different areas of the park for photo ops. They're going to have like you know, ghost town streets basically already set up already with fog and monsters roaming the streets. So a little bit of a mini scary farm taste for those guests that are attending. Um, special food, um, maybe an early look at some of the food that's coming. Um, but more importantly, since this is the 50th year of Not Scary Farm or Not Scary Farm specifically, there's going to be like a pretty big tribute store that they've got built um, over in the Emporium in the Marketplace. Um, and it's going to be accessible not only from inside the park, but also outside the park in this the marketplace area of Knott's Berry Farm. But the guests attending this event are going to get a first look at it. And this is cool because inside the store, it actually pays homage to some of the mazes from the past 50 years of Knott's Scary Farm um, with little nods to different iconic moments from those mazes, as well as an awesome new selection of 50th and anniversary themed merchandise for Knott's Scary Farm. And then, of course, merchandise themed to whatever new mazes they're going to be announcing um, at the announcement event. So we can expect two brand new mazes. Maybe they even throw in a third um, and throw a little wrench in the plan. Um, but we know, of course, we lost the Pumpkin Eater Maze over in Camp Snoopy, which had been on a good run for about five years, I think. Um, so that's a maze that has to be replaced. It's already been constructed for a very long time and has definitely a brand new theme. So we'll have to wait and see what that is. But we also have a brand new maze going into the Boardwalk Ballroom over in the Boardwalk area, just as you're exiting Ghost Town. Um, and this maze used to be Dark Ride. So we know we're at least getting two new mazes. Um, with the Pumpkin Eater maze going, it also had an accompanying scare zone in the areas of Camp Snoopy that surround it um, called The Hollows, which fit the theme of the Pumpkin Eater maze and carried it on as you exited the maze into the surrounding scare zone. Um, so we can obviously expect a brand new scare zone for that area too, um, but with construction going on inside Camp Snoopy, I don't necessarily know um, how much space they have for a super elaborate scare zone, but I definitely think they're going to have one incorporated to the theme of that new maze. So I'm excited to see kind of what Knott's Bray Farm is going to bring and announce for um, this event. Um, it's a Like I said, it's a brand new thing they've never done before, so we're excited to see it. Um, it's also the first time Knott's is charged for this event, but again... Before, it was just a show, an announcement inside of a theater, um, not a lot of hoopla surrounding the event, but now it's more of a paid event. There's going to be attractions available to experience and ride, so it's a lot different. Um, so we'll see if it's worth that $20 price tag <laughs> Knott's Berry Farm was charging to get in. Um, tickets event are sold out. It is going to be this Thursday, so... After about 8 or 9 p.m., we're going to know what all the new mazes are and what we can expect coming for the brand new event. And then afterwards, kind of just like a party, um, an early experience for Not Scary Farm. So 
If you're not already following me on X or Twitter or on threads from Instagram, um, follow me on those locations, um, Instagram story, etc. I'm going to be sharing my experience from that night on there live in the moment. So definitely make sure you're following me there. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to be filming a YouTube video from the announcement event specifically. Um, for sure, we'll be doing one um, in my like thoughts on how to experience everything from the first night of the event, event like the actual scary farm. Um, but I am there to help Mondo a little bit since, um, you know, he needs the, the companion and the help um, for um, his YouTube channel. So um, I might be busy helping him. So I'm not sure if I'm going to have the ability to film a full video. But like I said, follow me on all the different social medias because I definitely will be sharing those announcements as they happen in the moment on those different social medias. I'm sure there are a lot of people will too, but if you want to hear from me, you can follow me there. Um, and then make sure, of course, you're following Knott's Berry Farm official accounts like Knott's Scary Farm and Knott's Berry Farm um, for maybe even a live stream. I think they said they're going to be live streaming the same event. So you can even watch that live if you want to. Um, and I think also Mondo's going to be doing a live stream that night on Five Fires YouTube. So a couple of options for you to choose from as far as that evening. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, the Knott's uh, Scary Farm announcement events have always been a blast in the past. And since this is so new, I'm really excited to see what it's all about. And if you're not big into haunt stuff, um, I'm sorry for the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a lot. We're going right into the 1st of September, which is Halloween time at Disneyland. Then we have September 5th. I'm going to the first Oogie Boogie Bash. I'm going to create another guide or tips video on how to do Oogie Boogie Bash. I did one from a previous Oogie Boogie, and that one did really well. A lot of people really liked it. So I'm going to do that again for this new updated um, version of the event. And then, of course, that same week is opening night of Halloween Horror Nights. I'm going to that too. So a lot of Halloween and haunt coverage coming. So if you don't like that, I'm sorry. That's what it's going to be a lot of. But of course, I'm still going to be doing updates at Disneyland. I plan on going that same weekend to do updates from Disneyland there too. So I'm never going to stop doing that. We're going to keep talking about it. So make sure you're um, subscribed and updated. But that wraps up this episode. It's a little bit of a shorter one. Like I said, a shorter news week this week. Um, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that we can um, get all the latest episodes to your devices. And then make sure you're subscribed to me on all those socials to follow me at Knott's Berry Farm. And then also make sure you're subscribed to me on YouTube, Just Ask Danny as well. Um, and for all the socials on all the social media accounts I mentioned, it's also Just Ask Danny. So basically Just Ask Danny everywhere. Um, except for this podcast, which is called the 5571. Um, but make sure you're subscribed on all those so you can follow me on YouTube and socials for all the upcoming announcements that are coming. Um, and if you have any questions or things you want to suggest for all of these different things, you can email me at danny at justaskdanny.com or you can DM me on any of those socials I mentioned earlier. But thanks so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.